A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign? I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. I'm Lisa Chanu. And, and I'm to- Kate Sanders. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Yes, Cardinal. Yes, <laughs> to ever do it. I love it. We're joined today by Kate Santos. You might know her from being referenced on this podcast uh, many a time. Uh, she is also the co-host of Shiterian Collection with our dear Stevie and the upcoming, which will be released when you're listening to this, uh, Cherry Picks Presents Cinemastrology, brand new podcast premiering May 17th. Uh, Stevie and Kate will be uh, giving you astrologically related recommendations for movie viewing each week we're so excited kate thank you so much you're here yay i'm excited finally i feel like it's about time oh my god <laughs> yes. yeah i agree <laughs> it's it true. is it's true kate is my life partner and wife my first friend when i moved to la so we've <laughs> we've done a lot of things together and i appreciate again your cardinal energy just coming hot 
coming hot in the gate. We met in a bar and now we go on walks together like old Russian ladies through the neighborhood at (laughs) 730 in the morning. (laughs) Full circle. What bar? bar? Oh, Oh, this horrible bar that I actually put a hex on. Um, I don't even want to talk about that place, but it was awful and they went out of business. Okay. It okay, was yeah. So. It was. It's now defunct. It was near downtown, near Seventh and Grand, not okay. the bar, not the bar Seventh. Not Seventh Grand. No, they're doing well. Yeah. Or we're doing. We well. can't. I can't. I'm NDA on any. Yeah. Of those bars. But this was a. <laughs> I work for them. We're not gonna. No, we're no. Not gonna talk about they were. Hey, I had a great birthday party. <laughs> at Grand. Oh no, Love no. It. Again, was not seven. Yeah, seven yeah. Grand, I know what it is. But nearby there, and it was a oh, weird. No, I don't know what that bar's still open. This bar Can was definitely wasn't, and they just sold like really expensive, like chimichurri Brussels sprouts. It was for, like it was weird. We we were like new American, but then they switched to like Mexican food, and then by the end of it, we had like ramen but you could only get ramen from like midnight <laughs> to 2 a.m. And it was just like, it was crazy. It was That's just like, strange. I was the host. Place. Kate was the server. It was like a very romantic, uh, it was a really romantic way to get to know each other. It felt like, oh, you worked there. We I worked see. there. Yeah, no, we were, we met at a bar. Well, what happened actually was Stevie knew my best friend from couch surfing. Dot, and she dot was org. like, so I friended her on like Instagram or Facebook and she was like, I need a job today. And I yep. messaged her and I didn't know her. And I was like, come by my bar and I'll get you hired. So we had to pretend like we were already friends when she showed up <laughs> at the bar. So the That's first so time we funny. ever met, we like hugged and I was like, how have you been? Hey girl, <laughs> I'm in California now. <laughs> That's so funny. There was a fern bar like right by seven grand. And I was like, this is for sure going to come back. And then um, it, you know, coronavirus happened. And a fern. Wait, what's a fern bar? A fern bar. Um, it's like a seventies, eighties. Like, I feel like it's like for swingers. I could be wrong. Let oh. me like Google really quick because. Oh, it's definitely the place wrong. we worked because that place is just trying to be everything. I think. <laughs> oh it might be it might be the place because yeah it might be the place you work but yeah they're like you know they have a lot of like preppy looking like tiffany glass and ferns and like Mm. big plants and stuff very popular also every scorpio has already figured out where we're talking about by now (laughs) they're like i have enough context clues i can google map this out and look up past closed yelp reviews and all that it's true i feel like everyone knows where we live where we work like (laughs) I love figuring that shit out on not necessarily on our podcast, although I do when we're when we're like speaking cryptically, we usually reveal it to each other, obviously, but on (laughs) other things, I love trying to figure out exactly mm-hmm. where people are talking about mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot of east side podcasts i'm figuring out <laughs> yeah i you usually like the most podcasters go. like per capita <laughs> of any place in the country oh that's a good like, question where the most highest neighborhood per podcaster population oh, for sure los Feliz or brooklyn yeah. oh yeah i I also was trying to figure out on Vanderpump Rules where Jax goes to the gym and i i it was about three minutes until i was like mm, i give up i don't really care so oh, I could I could figure that out. I bet he's geotagged it on Instagram. Oh, I want to sure. go wherever he goes. He looks jacked. Yes. One, you guys he's, are in love. He's so. losing his he's sure. losing his mind right now, working out three times a day in those like high intensity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's wild. This season of Vanderpump is going off the rails. I don't. I need to I watch it. 
Yeah. I've never yeah, seen Vanderpump. You guys I love Lisa Vanderpump. You don't okay. pump? This season is not not worth it, I don't think. I'll yeah. start with one. <laughs> There's always like a weird I feel like with this one because it was Jackson Brittany's wedding up at the beginning, wow. like that was the the main focus and now that that is over they kind of don't have a centerpiece to they're build very team. lucky there's a pandemic i probably yeah. would have stopped watching Ooh. are they doing yeah. pandemic episodes or is this no, all this from last summer so yeah. i'm like this is a nice throwback to what i wish life was like still i mean new york housewives and beverly hills housewives this season is so good to me i feel like this is like the best season yet New well, York. Beverly Hills, I haven't been watching New York, but Beverly Hills, um, I'm, a, I'm in love with Garcelle. Yes. Oh, I, yeah. A much needed addition. I, her whole She's thing very she real did, with her, what like, she granite her countertops. <laughs> what she did to her ex-husband, I'm like, this woman, she is just everything to me. What did she do? She he che- she found out he was cheating oh, on her and she cheating. emailed everyone at his work. Well, like, he was cheating on her for like five, five years. years. Yeah, like, <laughs> the same <laughs> person. I totally forgot that she did say that. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I love That's incredible. I love New York. Um this season. I, I love mean, Leah. I love I think Leah's a good a good addition. Um I do feel like every time I'm like a newer, I don't want to be like every time like I know like I've been watching Housewives. I am a newer Housewives watcher, but I feel like sometimes they get you with those like coming up this season, the 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 compilation. Next episode. Dude, I'm so Beverly excited. Beverly Hills, the next episode is where they have an astrologer bring all of their natal charts <gasps> I to know, a dinner. I'm so excited. We should, we should all watch should it together. Watch even it. Stevie, even though you don't watch it, you'll probably still, you'll like, still get enjoy it. it. I'm so, I'm like edging so hard on Housewives. Like, do you know the, the amount of DMs, text messages, mainly from Kate, also from a few other people of like, why aren't you doing this? I mean, again, me and Kate did a cultural exchange where I got her into 90 day. I didn't reciprocate by getting into Housewives and I am due to give it a shot. I I used to watch like the OGOC back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And that's my last yeah. taste of it. And I feel like it's gotten way oh, it's, next it's level grown, since, since Joanna and I guess that other lady that's also still been in it for hundreds of years, Lori yeah. Gunderson or whatever her, I don't know. <laughs> Vicky. Vicky, yes, thank you, thank you. Um, I just remember the Gunder, and she or, and who? Someone had like a hot baseball children, and the weird, probably abusive yes. husband. And it's um, what was her name? That was the model. Um, former model turned Canadian mom. I know. I can't think of. I can't think of. But that's my last. That that's my. Now. That was my last taste of that, and that was like concurrent with like Laguna Beach. Like I was like. That mm-hmm. was just when I was dripping in Orange County. And then I don't know what happened. I think, I feel like Housewives have definitely has a, have, has had a revival these last few years. Cause I feel like it's now just become part of like pop cultural phenomenon well, where people are each just Each series it. is like a different, is like a completely different TV show. Like you can watch Atlanta and it's like completely different. Hmm. I wish they would have like, um, like real like world, a reunion for everyone. Yes. <gasps> like a yeah, like where they pick people from different seasons and like oh, put them all in a house for a summer or something. Dude, oh my god. It's only a matter of time. They'll I, he's been pitched it a lot. I think he doesn't want he's like very precious about his housewives, Andy Cohen. 
<laughs> the keeper well, of because, the housewives. I mean, I get, I get it. I love that idea, but I do think it like they are delicate ecosystems of themselves. <laughs> oh, of, like, yeah, like, people because you can't have like two. They all each person plays a role, and if you put them, if there's like two Ramonas in a house, right? Or whatever, right. Like, but it, it would be great television. It would be great. It just would be different from that thing. Like, I do think that he, like, really likes people playing their part. And you can see in Vanderpump especially, I feel like because they're not in relation, I mean, they are in relationships, but because they aren't, like, you can see the toll it's taking on them. Yeah, because they are, like, some of them are now in their mid-30s still trying to live like they were, like, they're 21. And they're, like, (laughs) Different people are handling it in different ways. <laughs> it's interesting. To see. When I found out that Tinsley Mortimer is like 48 or something, oh my God, I freaked out. <laughs> she looks so young and she acts so young. They soft light. I'm sorry. <laughs> this lighting on Bravo television could not be softer. I mean, good, good on them. That's, I mean, I would, I would want the same courtesy. Oh but... yeah. No one should be HD ever. I don't know if, I mean, I don't know. I think we talked about that when we upgraded some phones, but that portrait mode can be frightening sometimes. Like, it's like, I don't need to know. It's like taking acid and looking in the mirror and be like, oh no, I see my grandma's face. Like, or just like when you have see through skin and you're like, oh, like, you know, give me Vaseline. Is like, if you turn, one thing I've realized is if you turn, like, if I put it on my dog and I'm like, oh, it's also showing like, his imperfections too where i'm like okay like it's Aww. fine Aww. like it's like at, you see like the little tear gunk or something on the portrait <laughs> mode you know what i mean yeah. it's H- like okay, no one looks good in this hd tear gunk. i remember i showed pablo a picture of hd rosie and he's like she looks like shit <laughs> <laughs> this is a cat by the way <laughs> and it was true she looked a little too crisp i was like yeah she looks mutant or alien like i mean again she's always gonna be cute but sometimes, like, HD is just too – our eyes don't even see that clearly. So when yeah, we see yeah. that given to us, sharpened to the nines, it's like, ugh, soft me, glow me. That's why, like, ancient Playboy looks so good because everyone's fuzzy. You could have, like, mm-hmm. the longest ass hairs on earth and you won't see it because it's Vaseline. Well, maybe you would see it. But it's <laughs> maybe not as hard. You wouldn't see it as easily with, like, all that oh, Vaseline idealized the way that we want things to be like now i think we look at things and everyone wants like the clearest best quality picture but in reality especially with something like a playboy what you want is like a vibe it's it's Mm a it's an unreal thing as opposed to unreal on a like they defy physics kind of way now with like photoshop and plastic surgery and all of that before it's like oh no we're create like clearly this isn't what it looks like but this is more of a dreamy scene as opposed to a like you need to be unnaturally perfect looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Playboy in HD, that just sounds disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I think about that. I've, I've, I think about that in like taking, uh, like taking nude selfie things like that and I'm like is this even attractive to someone because the camera, like that's like not, I, if I got this, I would be like thank you for sharing, like the sentiment would go through but I'm like I don't need to see pictures this good. i i mean my nudes need to be like really like i my best angle is like the tiny mirror in my bathroom but like my boobs squished together and no and no face and no body like just straight up squished 
It's actually kind of a travesty that when we were at our like sexual peak of like 20 years old, we had like the shittiest phones to take photos of (laughs) our body. Was that our sexual peak? (laughs) I'm glad. I'm pretty glad that I don't have a bunch of photos of me naked, like (laughs) just scooting around around, on the internet. You know? I mean, I still feel like I still do. They were just on Verizon flip phone. They were just not as. Not as good, but I don't. I think I'm I'm growing in the sexual twenty. I was like not having nearly the same amount of orgasms that I'm having as a blank years old person. As an well, older I think person. it's like how, what are we defining as sexual peak? As like our own feeling comfortable in our sexuality, or when we're technically like our Youngest. evolution evolutionarily speaking, right. you are whatever. Because I think that is when you typically are the least in. Have it feeling like the least sexual agency, although some people might feel differently, but it's definitely not like I think I think that's like your your body's prime as opposed to actually like this the spirituality behind it. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of speaking of nudes, um <laughs> someone <laughs> Lisa, tell us about this butt mask. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, I did do before and after pictures of my butt, too, and that was really rough to see in HD. I was like, <laughs> oh, this sucks. Um, the butt mask. I mean, I'm definitely ordering more. I think I'm addicted to them. Ooh. Now that's a problem because they're more expensive online, I guess, than they were at CVS. It was the last one at CVS. I had to get it. I mean, I, th- yeah. I'm that kind of a buyer for sure, too. Where I'm I like, love oh, the checkout line. That- those things in the, like, especially, like, oh, I mean, yeah. back when we could go shop and whatnot, like, the Marshalls checkout is just full of, like, great weird earrings, mugs galore, like, just pirate, pirate, weird... pirate booty. You're like, what? I, I guess weird, I weird popcorn. Weird popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Artisanal popcorn, pink salt, Himalayan, everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love the last it. one. I did get the last one. I decided to do it um last night I don't know how to explain it it's like two it's like if you made a paper heart like a yeah. like a valentine but oh. then you put it in half. it's a sheet mask mm-hmm. oh. so how deep does it go in your crack or like is that a person kind part? of adjust like <laughs> so it's it's cut in half like a paper heart cut in half so you have like the two sheets and you can kind of like put it however like you can dig it in your crack if you want, or just like flap it on top of your ass cheeks. <laughs> um, the whole time I'm like, this doesn't fit. I'm doing it wrong, whatever. Cause like, you know how when you wear it on your face, it like peels at the edges and it, like, yeah. especially if you're sitting up, it like kind of starts coming up at the bottom. I'm like, oh, I wanna make sure it gets my whole ass. Like, don't want it, whatever. So I'm sitting there just like messing with it, like trying to take pictures of it to see if I have it on right. And then, <laughs> It was fine. I do the whole the only thing was like the whole time I feel like, oh, I'm too big for this mask, which obviously no one is. That's not a thing. But I think it's just a socialized thing where I'm like, oh, I'm too fat. My ass doesn't fit in this or whatever. Um, So that was weird. But it did fit (laughs) all the way around. And then like, obviously, you know, if you're smaller or bigger, you can move it so that it still covers you. Mm -hmm. Um, So they gave you enough like room it felt to like cover. enough i mean and also it's like it's not gonna go all the way on the sides or like you know up, right. up part of your back or anything it's literally just your butt i mean you can put clay mask on your butt cheeks too 
Yeah, they have like yeah. I keep getting too. I keep getting the Instagram ads. I think I think my butt is like softer. Ooh. All right. What was the like properties? Did it like was it like now with snail for your ass or like was it? I think it said like hydrating, rejuvenating, which I don't like rejuvenating. What does that mean? I don't. But I ordered a few that are. uh, There's a detox one, a caffeine one. I don't know. Caffeine. Oh, that's Hell cool. Yeah. I bet wake, caffeine sounds nice. Wake that ass up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was good, though. And then it really cools you off. So, like, Ooh. for a summertime. Imagine, I know. I was like, imagine a summertime butt mask. You have body mask, too, at CVS. I'm going to – I got a bunch of them. So, I don't think I don't think it's full body, though. You'd have to get, like, a bunch of them and stick I'm them totally, on, I think. You know when you wear, like, a hospital gown that you, like, unfold? I'm imagining <laughs> – that's a good idea and just for the all the ass mask ass masking to, to come how long did you keep it on your ass like 35 minutes which i think was more than it like recommended or whatever mm, I, you always got to go longer just for fun i gotta like let this soak like there's no way it's gonna soak in in 10 like Sit for, yeah. day, sit for days with this on. And I think laying on your stomach and letting it acid is probably not that hard. Like, that seems like almost more easy than, like, sometimes the face mask that, like, slide off and you're talking or you're moving or you're doing whatever. Yeah. yeah, you do just have to have your ass out, though, you know? So it's like you don't really want it to be while someone's about to come home or something, you know? <laughs> or do you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's that attractive. Hey, hon. Can you <laughs> I think ha- it looks you know your Freddy Krueger faces. Yeah, when it's you like, have the mask on. Yeah, I don't think like you wear your butt. I'm just imagining like when they do like a surgical sterile area where it's just like the paper. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's it's like designed cute with like hearts on it and stuff. Oh. But I I would think of it more of like a wet t-shirt fabric. Yeah, oh. what it like on. Well. All right, you guys, you heard, you heard, this is Venus Retrograde Trends Watch 2020. Uh, Again, also, break up. come out looking like a different person. <laughs> <laughs> like, banner. Oh, yeah. I mean, we all are. I'm becoming brunette, which is, like, sad. No offense <laughs> to brunettes, but, like, it just doesn't suit me. Yeah, it's you're, like you're, my... it doesn't look. I mean, we're all, it's just, especially <sighs> now that the, we're definitely, I mean, 2020 is just, it ain't happening. We're all growing out our all of our shit and buy shit. them wigs. I know. Buy, ooh, <laughs> buy them wigs. Uh, I keep seeing people do color kits online. I mean, on on the internet, and I just like it's so funny because when I'm at work, I will joke about that. Like, if there's a difficult client, they always are only getting a single process that's like the easiest thing to do. They just need like a a black root touch up and I'm like I could do that but now in this actual moment where it's like could you do your own root touch up I'm like I don't think I I don't think oh, I'm I've done boxes so many times yeah, yeah me too. It, it looks fine it's just that it washes out really fast if you don't get the permanent and it's really bad for your hair I mean those are the two things it always looks fine it's easy to do mm-hmm. I'm just so scared I'm I mean I went to it. Sally's and did like the whole chemical whatever mm-hmm. thing and it looked great. Actually, it was like more blonde than ever, but a lot of my hair fell out for like weeks. So 
just don't do it. It's not. Yeah, it's yeah. just not worth it. I tried. I got up early this morning for um uh. It, this was like a very Venus retrograde one for me. Uh, this morning I got up early for a sample sale. The Big Bud, you know, Big Bud oh, Press. Yep. Yep. They were doing a mystery sample sale where you would just buy like they don't tell you what color anything is. You just say the size and then send it. But it's all samples. And it's, this was the crazy. It was done in under 10 minutes. Everything sold out. And it was like you would put something in your cart. And then once you went to go buy it, fucking done. It would be gone. Uh, fucking done. But it also was like it felt like the most obvious. Like you're buying something. You don't know the color. You don't know anything it Venus retrograde just started and it was like, <laughs> don't do that. Like, what well, a terrible idea. Maybe it will be like the color or style or cut of a, uh, of a tops worn in the past. And then it might be like, Oh yeah, I used to look, I used to rock a pet plume. Oh, wait, I'm just kidding. Everyone. No one's rocking a pet plume, a pet plume. T- am I saying that right? Do you know what I'm talking about? The, the peplum, oh. the peplum, t- like the ones with like the skirts mm-hmm. on the, I don't know. Like there could be like maybe an old, style or trend that like oh, it's like, oh yeah, yeah i used to I'm like not- i used to look good in the collared shirt i don't know i'm 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 optimistic there is it. this shirt that i just googled peplum top and there is a shirt that came up that i desperately want and i don't think it's gonna fit me. <laughs> share it. i wish i could screen share it's from venus.com what the fuck she's strange world she's, she's here she's making her presence known um, oh they do have my size oh my god you guys are gonna think it's hideous i'm not gonna send it to you <laughs> i can't wait to see it um yeah, rocket rocket on a live on a live how Western. do i do it okay hold on um it's not showing up let me see if i can screen share this is humiliating to do while being recorded <laughs> i mean this well, is not... speaking of speaking of venus retrograde kate you are a a uh not a newer but You've you've come you're coming into the astrology fold. Welcome. I'm like not a baby astrologer. I'm like a seventh grader yeah, astrologer. That's, I was gonna say, I know, I know you've been a part of our community for since we started and uh obviously been referenced on the pod. So I'm sure that you have a, a, a passing knowledge, very least, but now you're really coming into this. Um, did you like know about Venus retrograde? Were you prepared for that? Is that something that's been in your in your purview? I mean, I kind of like when things are going to happen to kind of look back like, oh, last time this happened, what did I do? And it seems like it's always been sort of bad moves, <laughs> like <laughs> as far as, you know, making decisions about how I look. And I think like learning that, oh, you might think you look this way, but actually you look this way and like how it sort of changes your perception of yourself makes a lot more sense to me. So I think I'm prepared for Venus retrograde. Always in every tourist season, I go crazy and spend so much money on clothes um, for whatever reason. So now that Venus retrograde is here, I'm just not going to spend any money on clothes. And because I have like um, an outrageous amount of stuff coming and all is probably... Like not good. I have like three sports bras coming, and they're all like different sizes because I just kind of like eyeballed them on the website. I don't know. We'll see. Don't worry. I'm in the same. I just got swimsuits, and they're bad. They're bad, <laughs> but I don't think they can be returned. So I think well, that's uh... my bodysuits that go under jeans. 
That's what I'm worried about now about buying anything. I'm already like a bad online shopper because I feel like I need the, I need the physical presence to like create urgency. If it's online, it's like not real and I can go back and forth too much and make too many things. But when you like try it on and see, I'm very good in a dressing room of like, all right, we're here. This, this fits, get out, like get rid of it, do with this. I don't know if dressing rooms, I don't know if dressing rooms are ever going to be allowed again. I don't know if we're ever going to be allowed trying on. I, know, we so about this. I, I sent know. you the photo in the chat of the shirt. We're all oh. diving in. Let's see. Queuing up. Yes. I don't see it. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's going to be pretty bad. I don't see oh, it. Okay. I don't see it either, but I've been having technical difficulties. We'll find it. We'll see it eventually when Lisa tries it, when oh, she premieres see. it. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to buy it. It's too Venus retrograde. I How mean, much does it cost? $44. Ooh, I don't know. Kate's good at Kate's good at like Kate's good at it, this. You're going to be like, absolutely not. <laughs> Kate is good at the, like, I've always text Kate whenever it's like, this is the thing I'm interested in. And she goes, how much? And every time she'll go, worth it or not worth it. Like, she's my, my gauge. I'm on. like so good at the prices, right? It's like crazy. Like, <laughs> oh, I, know, I, like I know what everything is worth. Because sometimes something wild is worth it if it's a f- I don't know if that's worth forty four. Forty four dollars. I like it. Thing. I don't know. Oh, Kate like. I like it. I think it's fun. I, I don't like dislike it, it. I like the sleeves thing too. I don't know about forty four, but if it was thirty two, I'd say. What's shipping? That's the what best. if it's oh, just an shipping? attractive model and that shirt's really ugly. I mean, that's, that's always, always a gamble. A possibility. That's, that's what I mean. Where it's like you got to see it in person. I think it's I know fun. that that's not an option right now, and it's hasn't. It kind of hasn't been an option. It's like so sad. I also like the chance. Like I'm this this quarantine period has shown me so much how I like rely on outside chance chance kind of factors to make decisions. Yeah, it is like you go to the store. If they have it, they have it. If they don't, they don't. And now you're not getting that. Thing. like it just helps you make there's too many decisions to make and you need these these things to like narrow it down no, I want to say I wouldn't get this shirt for one reason because you can't wear a bra with it and it seems like the type of shirt where you need to wear a bra with it yeah you're right 100% I was wondering if the you straps were I... adjustable because like if you could tighten it up and hoist a little Maybe. bit naturally then then that'd be yeah, one but thing then you'd but still have to hide it around the back so I think it'll cut weird under your movies. Mm. See, my big anyway. thing with online shopping is like I am just and you guys know this about me. I don't know why I'm such a post office phobe. Like I just I'm always like where does the address go and where do stamps cost and like I'm not good at it. I'm trying to break through. It's not an excuse. I'm working through my trauma and I'm working through my sh- my shitty qualities. And that's my big issue. Like I bought a dress from Madewell and it literally tore in half when I put it on because it was made of paper. And I'm like, shit, I got to return this thing. And I will because I'm going to go get that money. I'll never no, not get returns. the money. You, it's really easy to return if it's USPS because you can schedule a pickup and they'll come to your house and pick it up. See, Kate, this is why I love Kate. Kate knows this shit where I'm like, thank you, Kate. You're helping me work I know the granny stuff. Like, I know all about the post office. Just send me your questions. <laughs> the thing is, I think I do also rely on chance a lot. Like I just said, I'll buy something if it's the last thing. But online on Amazon, I won't get tricked by that. 
when it's like six left, order now. Oh. I do not. I'm not like, mm-mm, yeah, doesn't make gonna, me want to buy it more. You're not going to make me worry about like yeah. how many are left. They're always going to be your, your Amazon. I know you're restocking. Well, because yeah. then it feels manipulative as opposed to this thing that you've like, oh, how lucky of me to have stumbled right. on this last mask where it's like someone <laughs> else is like only six left. It's like, you don't know what I need. You don't yeah, know what yeah. I want. I don't need that. There's yeah. probably only six left because. Whatever, like maybe you, maybe you nobody don't sell them enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Where it's like six left. That sounds like too many left. If you're, if yeah, you're pushing, that's a lot. I don't want to buy it. <laughs> there are like six masks about to expire left. Uh, that's like what I would read. Yeah, their fear mongering doesn't work for me like that. And also, Jeff Bezos has literally become a trillionaire from a the trillionaire. Pan- from oh. the pandemic. So. Gross. So there's that too. Um, That's a million millions for those of you listening. One million millions. Yeah. Wow. A trillion. Ew. And millions. Fuck that. I mean, whatever. There's so many. I'm just like, (laughs) I don't even understand how it. That's how I feel. It's like, oh, Oh, wow. I mean, I guess it, it. It's funny because so much we talk about this a lot, but it is. So much of kind of like capitalism and these ideas are are predicated on the idea people have that like, oh, I too, I don't want us to put any limitations on earning because I too could become a trillionaire. But if you are a trillionaire, you are a absolute psycho. Like that is so... No yeah. one, no one becomes not no one. One person becomes a trillionaire. Like most people, you can't even are, count to a trillion. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> It's absolute insanity, and I don't understand why it's allowed, <laughs> truly. Oh, he doesn't pay taxes. I mean, well, That's don't what, get me started. I mean, Allegedly, yeah. I don't know. Don't All lose I mean, sense for this. I mean, definitely. Like, do, like <laughs> at least as a business. Like, I don't know about as a person, but, like, as a business, definitely. Don't oh, yeah. I know. I just, you know, I don't want to get doxxed or whatever the fuck. Bezos, <laughs> you hear me? Come. I was about to say come for me, but I was actually like, actually don't. Actually, please don't. <laughs> actually, I don't want to get Amazon drone coming to us. Well, also, but market. here's the thing: is like you could just pay people more and be yeah, a hero. Like you yeah. could just do all these things that won't even scratch the surface of your wealth and be a hero, and you choose not to, and that's what makes you allegedly a huge asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just so like simple, like that, like. Yeah. You give everyone vacation, paid good pay vacation, good health care. Even if their wages were still like lower or like that, they like you could just do any I mean, literally anything besides just script. I mean, the the thing is, inside info allegedly, it's not even good in HQ either, is what I allegedly hear from people, even working like these higher up jobs at allegedly mm-hmm. this company. So it, it's I mean, that just reflects on who but that's how rich the rich get richer by you know, being assholes. There's no other way to really do it. Like it, that genuineness is like, of that rags to riches story is just like a story. It's a it's, well, it's made yeah, it's up. not true. It's just not true. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it's upsetting. It's <sighs> we know. Anyway, let's, anyway, let's, let's talk about something that's let's talk about yeah. This um, the curse on Kate that we're gonna try to reverse. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Kate, tell us about your curse. Okay, so a couple of weeks ago, my computer, out of nowhere, I was about to jump on a really important, probably one of the most important um, meetings of my life, and my computer just, like, stopped working. Like, just, it, none of, everything wouldn't work. It's just, like, and just, like, it's never done this before. 
And so whatever, I like use my boyfriend's computer, I like get past it. And then a couple days later, my phone started doing the same thing where it's like, it's at like 70% battery and it'll just die. And I have a phone I bought two years ago. I think it's like an iPhone 11. So it's not really like an old phone and I've taken care of it, which I never do to my phones. I mean, it's <laughs> cracked, but like I, I'm, I haven't like dropped it in a pool. Um, at least I don't think I have, but so I've just been having all of these technical difficulties. Like I could go on and on and it's even with like apps, like I've had to like download Firefox to like do certain things. Oh, it's yeah. just like every single technological thing is messing up. Okay. So here's something that has nothing to do with astrology. Is it happening to just your devices? It's happening to just my, well, I just got a new TV too, which I love. And my power went out the other day and my internet went out and we had to like go to Spectrum to get like a new modem. And then I got this new TV that's been like fine, but it's like now blurry sometimes because this modem doesn't work as well as the other one. It's like, but it's also not the internet that's the problem. It's like the devices. So it's just like everything I touch, like even this computer which is like brand new and it's my boyfriend's computer. It's like, it's like making a weird noise just because I'm like sitting close to it. <laughs> it's Whoa. like this person in the LA comedy community who got honey potted in their house where all their devices were hacked. And now I'm terrified of this happening in my house because we have a robot vacuum and we have a <laughs> camera that's for the dog that shoots treats at it. And we have, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, if somebody hacked in here, you, my house would be going crazy. Stuff would be flying out of stuff. There's a vacuum going off everywhere. The Alexa can turn, changes all the lights. That's like a plot like, of like an 80s movie. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's like what someone says when it's like, we're cursed. Ah! Like, I'm just like, <laughs> It's coming from inside the house. No, wait, it is the house. (laughs) You have to, like, um, make sure that your internet's secure for sure. Oh, and actually not secure because I do all kinds of, like, random stuff on my computer. I always accidentally download things. Like, it's probably, I'm probably being hacked. So you're right. But (laughs) how do I do that? Energetic curse. There are some other things that you can do. There are, like, a lot of things people recommend. Um... I think go with whatever you feel instinctually drawn towards. Obviously, salt baths are like a, a classic. Mm. Epsom salt, regular salt, whatever. Detox. Protect, protect, de- stuff, protect, detox and yeah. protection. Um, Florida water. Oh my. Uh, cover up your mirrors. Oh. A lot of people believe that things come through mirrors. Oh. I think I'm going to do that. and But I just don't want to clean my tub to take a shower or take a bath. But like... <laughs> I'll just do that. You so, can soak your hands in salt water or, you know, it doesn't have to be your whole. Also, this is from, um, I in my astrology cohort, this astrologer, Kimberly from San Antonio, was telling me, because she's Virgo, she's like a ton of Virgo, and all the Virgos in my astrology cohort are talking about tech stuff, too. And she was like, I'm pretty sure that this opposition from Neptune right now is making all this mm-hmm. shit fucked up for us virgo people and like and she, you texted me right after kate like fuck my computer fuck this and i was like my virgo rising virgo honey rising. honey mm-hmm. over here well, might be having some the, issues the eclipses are have moved into gemini and sagittarius which which means mutable rising people are going to be having all of this stuff on their angular houses so first fourth tenth seventh 
um, which is like not not good or bad. It just is. But that makes sense with the Neptune as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, I'm and it's got the deal, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we yeah. changed our router and it changed my life. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like apologize to anyone who ever came over to my house before the quarantine because our Internet was so bad. Mm-hmm. I think and it was fu- I didn't notice it. But I mean, when you're at mm. home and you're using it every day, I'm sure you notice it like for videos and other things. I literally and- couldn't use it. I used to use my phone data for everything. Oof. That's that's tricky. I'm also like a little bit of a natural witch and I think that I'm constantly like I don't want to send an email and then it's like my like my email like won't load. I was going to say like, manifest like manifesting mm-hmm. and saying my computer works flawlessly or like I don't know like yeah cuz I'm sure there is some of that there especially if you have that like innate you know psychicy witch capabilities because yeah, like sitting on Zoom calls suck. So it's convenient when your computer's like, we're not going to let that happen. <laughs> or I like, mean, you know, before yeah. quarantine, like I didn't cause quarantine. And if I did, I'm so sorry. But like <laughs> I, before quarantine, I was constantly like, I just need time. I just need time to slow down. I just need time to write. Mm-hmm. And then it's like this exact. happened. And I was like, oh, I think it, no. we, I think we all kind of did that a little. I think it was yes. collective. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but it is that thing of like just not being, we've talked about this recently where it's like if you're not specific. And again, not to say that we all collectively <laughs> caused quarantine in a, in a way like one to one that yeah. in that manner. But I, I do think that there is something to that of like, oh, what, what part of this is me like, getting exactly what I wanted, but not the way I thought. Mm -hmm. I think too, I mean, if you were God, say capital G, like whatever, the traditional sense, and every single person was like, I need a break. This is too much. I'm not getting paid enough. Work is too hard. Like what else could you do? I mean, well, even from an act of God or anything, I'm just, well, even from the environment, from the environment perspective, I know we've talked about this before. There was no way we were going to stop carbon polluting naturally. Like not like this, not like in one false swoop. And again, like so many people are dying so it's like it's not yeah, like I'm not it's not cool about it or whatever but like, there i i feel but it's like it's like in that. any tragedy there's always going to be some positive things that happen no matter what like there's always going to be some even if it's not immediate maybe it's eight years down the road there's going to be like wow i wouldn't you know this tragedy happened but now i'm here and i would have just kept going this way if i had just kept going this way and again Sadly, there's going to be expenses and that's horrible and it shouldn't happen. Um, And it's not again, it's not like we're really creating this. But and when you think of it as like this larger capital G sort of God goddess energy, there are going to be there. There already has been positives to this thing. And there's been huge negatives. There's been like there's been there's been a lot of both. There's always huge negatives to to positive things, too, that we think about as well. It all just and again, not to certainly not to be insensitive to people that are losing their lives and and having horrible things happen. Um, But it's like there's something that on the surface seems like a, a wholly positive thing always has impacts on stuff so it's i think too it's natural to have those thoughts like everyone i know is like oh i caused that like i think everyone has (laughs) a little bit of that where it's like oh i asked for this you know and it's like partially anxiety and partially you know mental illness but i think it's like (laughs) it's okay to like you know express those things other people are feeling too yeah 
No, Ooh. totally. But that's, I think, if any other Virgo type people are feeling that theory, Neptune is um, here in opposition to kind of mess with your ass a little bit. Uh, Kate, I'm curious for. Take me back, baby Kate, Southerner, sweetheart, Southern Belle. When was like the first time? When did like astrology come on your radar? I guess, and I know we've had discussions of cancer being a cancer, you know, before before what's your sign and during what's your sign. But I'd love to hear like how maybe it came across your table and like initial feelings of like reading cancer horoscopes growing up or whatever that looks like for you. Or yeah, just take take me back. Well, um, my mom was in college when I was a kid. So we were one of the first people to get like a personal home computer and like internet and like dial up and all of that. So like, I probably started reading my horoscope in like fifth or sixth grade. Like I was pretty young. Mm -hmm. I remember like YM magazine. Do you guys remember that? Oh, Oh, yeah. There was YM.com and they would talk a lot about astrology in these very like obviously like poppy tones. And I would read, you know, whoever my crush was like there was like this guy named Chad and I'm pretty sure he was like a Sag or Capricorn or something. And then I remember Ethan Street was like an Aries and I would read like every (laughs) one of my crushes. And like I was obsessed with Jimmy Fallon, which I know like gross, but (laughs) (laughs) but I was like obsessed Uh... with him when I was like in seventh grade. I would like I would use my dial up internet to like stream a video of him. Wait, was this was this like because of SNL or like what Jimmy Fallon? What Jimmy Fallon are we dealing with right now? My dream growing up was to be on SNL. My sister and I were like obsessed with it. We would print the script like the next day and like redo (laughs) the skits. Like it was like intense. Also, we just had nothing to do. Like we grew up in like a really rural place. So we were just being like little weirdos, I guess. Um. Which I'm thankful for now, but I I mean, it was kind of strange at the time. There was like times where I didn't have a TV and I had to like, you know, read books or just keep myself occupied by like being, I don't know, running around in a a gorilla mask and like scaring my neighbors and just being strange. (laughs) Um, But I didn't start taking uh, astrology serious, I don't think, until a couple of years ago. And that's when I realized that it was so much more than just your sun sign. It's so much more than just your rising or your moon too. And I really started getting into, you know, astrological forecasts. And I think one of my favorite things to do was to look up one of my favorite celebrities and like, look at their natal chart, mm-hmm. like go through and be like, this is what they are. This is what they are. And CB could even tell you like when she first started doing what's your sign, she would be like, oh, what's this celebrity sign? And I would always be like, oh, I know it. Like already, just because I like was constantly looking at natal charts of celebrities. And then I started doing that for reality stars. And if someone was like being a jerk or being strange or like, I don't know, like Erica Jane on Beverly Hills and how she's like just got that cold demeanor and she's like a cancer. So all of her like emotions are kind of underneath there. Like, I I don't know. That's how I started reading natal charts. And now I'm doing cinema astrology which I'm really excited about and we're looking at like a weekly forecast ahead and that's helped me a lot too yeah we've been deep diving in together with looking I mean we already do that with what's a little bit but I guess we do it on like bigger topics um but now thinking I don't know it's just like a fun Kate's like such a great creative writer so it's like fun to think of these transits as like information towards media or something and then 
I don't know. We also share a lot of like house similarities with our like Mars in the twelfth, and then our sun signs in the eleventh. I don't know. There's some like lineup things that seem to blend together. But Kate, you skip my. There was like my question. Kate, you skip my question. Tell me about being a cancer right now. There (laughs) there were years when I was like, "There's no way I'm a cancer." Like, um, I. Like, I don't identify with it at all. I would talk to my cancer friends. They'd be like, yeah, I feel the same way. But I think it's because a lot of more poppy, like when I was reading YM, it was like, you're probably going to cry today, you know, or Mm -hmm. you're going to hide in your closet or like, you don't like to travel anywhere, like Mm -hmm. things like that, that I would just be like, wait, what? It wasn't until I started reading like really into my chart and kind of figuring out like, oh, actually I do exhibit a ton of these cancer sun things. And I think like, it's kind of like Princess Diana is like, I think the archetypical cancer sun. She has that like Sag rising. So a lot of people in media see that like confidence. And when I think of Sagittarius, I always think of like having that enigmatic like beauty kind of. Um, and she really has that, especially like in magazines and when her photo was everywhere, but she also has that cancer son so much. I mean, she was practically hired by the queen of England to like bore the next king of England. So like she has that like motherly, like natural qualities. And then she also just like makes faces that are like rolls her eyes, like shows her emotions on her face a lot. Mm -hmm. And and then when she was done with the royal family, she just, like, was sad on a yacht for, like, years, which I feel like is very cancer of her. Very cancer. <laughs> and it's, like, Larry yacht. David and Anthony Bourdain, I, I, like, kind of identify with some of their qualities as well. I think it's, like, it helps me to understand it better by looking at celebrities, mm. if that makes any sense. Well, for sure. Think- cancer specifically, you know, we, we often ascribe it to being a mo- mother type. And I think the best example of that for Cancer Sun is, like, have you ever, like, watched your mom lose it? And, like, (laughs) you're like, this is terrifying. Like, I've never seen someone fucking so mad at me or whatever. Like, where you're just like, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like I have a few Cancer friends that I've seen, like, burn it all down a couple times. And it's the same exact vibe where I'm like... I don't know why I'm so scared right now. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. It's like mothering in this way that's like, I don't want to take care of a baby. Like when people hand me their babies, I'm just thinking like, take this away from me. Take this away from me. Like, I'm like so scared to drop it. Like, and I I even say it like that's rude, right? (laughs) Um, But like when I see a Pomeranian that like, you know, the owner's like treating it horrible. I can think of every single dog I've ever seen in my entire life where the owner was like treating it bad. And it's like, it's, it's stayed with me forever. You're talk- I think I know what neighbor you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen them when I go to see me. It's, like, it's like this motherly quality where I'm like, um, please do not do that to the baby. Like, mm-hmm. <sighs> well, I think that's, what's great about knowing celebrity uh information because it is like on this bigger scale because when you just read on a paper emotional uh, crybaby sensitive mm-hmm. whatever it sounds so like flat and uh, like so one yeah but when you see it embodied when you see a person embodying that like princess diana who also does all of this charity work and all of these different ways that you can be a mother and be 
not just a caricature, then you can be like, oh, I can see how that, like what, what sensitivity means if I'm looking at it through this lens and it gives it like a, a full quality. And I think that that's why like learning about more of your chart does that too. But then I think it also enhances the celebrity experience because you're like, oh, I see how these things don't, we're so fascinated with with celebrities anyways, or it's, we know, we also just like follow those people more and we don't track ourselves the same way necessarily. I think the more you get into astrology, you learn how to do that. But like, we have this lexiconic knowledge of public figures Mm -hmm. where we can, we can look back on their. You can see the whole story. Yeah. And it's so much easier to do that with someone who you don't have any kind of personal attachment to necessarily or you do have it but it's the story itself is easier to see when it's not you or your mom or whoever it's harder to make those people like people I don't know mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and that's why I like doing it to reality tv especially because you get to see people in their raw real moments like we all know that Larry David isn't really like Larry David on tv but like we, Lisa Renna is Lisa Renna in real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, she's my birthday twin too. Oh. She is. Oh my god, you got so and I've danced on plenty of tables. <laughs> also, Courtney Perkins from Not All Demonized was just doing the like who should go on the cancer shirt, like who's an iconic cancer, and they were all really like tough, like because they were all such fun examples. Like your Anthony Bourdain's, your Princess Diana. Uh, Missy Elliott, everyone like, on Vanderpump Rules, mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone. Of, but they are also like iconic in such different categories. Like, which was it wasn't like with Leos. I think you know the stereotype is like it's all these actors, right? It's like all these. Yeah, I got to hit the stage, but I don't know. I was just like really impressed with how hard it was to choose the iconic cancers because they're really. Uh, really underrated sign in terms of like celebrity culture, I think. Well, well, it's hard to know a cancer, right? That's like what everyone says. Like you never know who they are. Mm. And I think a lot of that has to do with like, they say moodiness, which I imagine moodiness, not as like a one day I'm angry, the next day I'm sad, the next day I'm happy, which is what a, a lot of astrologers kind of attribute it to. I attribute it to instead like I love tomatoes some days and some days I like despise tomatoes. And, you know, like I, I think tattoos is a good example because I used to love tattoos and I got a few and now I just like want them removed. But I just I it's always like a mood that I'm in that like kind of brings me into this other world. And then next week I'm in like a fully different mood. It's kind of annoying to be a cancer. This honestly. is what <laughs> you really need to watch Vanderpump Rules for yeah. because they're all cancers and you're going to relate so hard, especially in the beginning. Cause the first few seasons, all of the like events are just their birthdays over summer. <laughs> and so it's like, we're going to go to Stassi's birthday. And then we're going to go to uh, like Ariana's birthday or whatever. And it's like watching them get so heated up about their birthday. It's so, and I think cancers love birthdays are really good gift givers. They're like, they're super good at making those moments really special, like important things and milestones and all of that so it's like watching them just flip out you're gonna really so hard oh I love that and also we love to drink I mean I know that's a generalization but like I'm a cancer I can drink all day and not even be drunk and <laughs> or I could be totally wasted um <laughs> depends on your mood all it's water the summer solstice birthdays you know yeah. like so well, it's summertime everyone's having a good time 
I, you, anyone who's listened to this podcast since its inception knows that I've had a real up and down relationship with cancer, never with cancer women, more with cancer men. Um, and I, we, you know, I have my own theories about why that is, but I think that we do forget that cancer is a cardinal sign and, Mm. and it is also like, so not, I don't want, not, not in a narcissistic way, but it's so like self contain cancer is it you know crabs like carry their their whole world with them and so I think that that speaks to these like moodiness because it's like you have everything the whole world is inside of you at any one time and like the I think other signs can project out onto other people more whereas cancer it's really within them and the same way that we see it in Capricorn, which it's like they carry the weight of the world on their shoulders in that way. I think cancer ha- like carries the the emotion of of life, where it's like tomatoes could be tomatoes can uh, uh, arise in you such a sensation because it's like it's not it's not like oh this is lunch. It's like this is this is me. This is my world. You're, you bring. I me mean, so much. there's so days late. where I like have to wear a certain outfit and I'll like cry. I used to work at Target and like every single day I would cry, not because of my cancer, but because it was so ugly. I hate khakis and I never even want to think about that outfit again. But like, that's also <laughs> what, maybe that's my Libra moon, honestly. Well, that's like, the other oh, funny oh, thing with Libras cool. and cardinalness too. Like, I feel like cancers and Libras just get forgotten that they are going to go do what they want to do. do. They're going to check well, in, like they're going to take the temperature and they're going to check in on what, like what's everyone feeling this. But at the end they're even if you give like Libra all the advice in the world, cancer, all the advice, they're going to go do whatever the fuck they want to do. Like, well, that's just it. Cancer has really good taste, too. Like, one of the things that's the grossest thing, and I love tomatoes, but there's nothing more vile than, like, an unripe, Ugh. like, uh, or a bad tomato. Like, ew, you know? Tan- cancer has, like, good taste. So does Libra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. And also, to talk about the cancer men you, like, had an issue with, I think... <laughs> As a cancer, you need to have an artistic hobby, like something to really, because I have like a super rich inner life. Like whenever this quarantine thing was happening, everyone was like working hard or figuring out their next steps. I was like, I'm going to like read a paragraph and then sit and think about it. Like I was, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I was like, yeah. I'm fine. Um, but I think if you don't have that artistic hobby and a lot of men just don't have that, mm-hmm. then you, there's no way for you to kind of exit some of that like internal life well I think too I realized in you saying this and in my kind of gushing about the cancer experience uh I realized that I think one of the things that bothers me the most about the cancer men I've come into contact with is that it, it it is a symptom of this kind of having your whole world within you but they don't realize that other people are feeling the effects it's like mm. you're feeling it so deeply but you're like nobody else knows that i'm sad and we're like we all know you're sad just acknowledge that you're sad so we can we can live our lives it's fine like mm-hmm. well that's I something i actually have to keep reminding myself and i don't know if this is a cancer thing or if this is like a sociopathic thing or something but if someone <laughs> tells me like oh, my cousin died yesterday. I truly, like other people will be like, I'm so sorry. I'll like freeze up and I'll like not be able to like sympathize really. Like I just, it's hard for me to like get in there. But maybe it's because I'm a cancer and I feel so deeply that I don't even want to like 
go sure. there. Um, if you do, it's too hard to even say anything at all. Like, I'm sorry or anything, you know? Mm-hmm. If you yeah, really like mean you're sorry, that's such yeah. a deep thing, you know? I mean, you have this Libra moon, too, that's, like, right on the edge of your third house. And, uh, like, I think that Virgo rising and Leo, all of your placements, I think, also want to, uh, like, say the right the right thing and give things its proper reverence. Mm. too because I think it's another thing also where you're like do you need me to like do you need me to cry because you told me that someone died or do you just need me to say like oh I'm sorry and then move along it's hard to take sometimes I mean you're hitting the nail on the head because sometimes when someone tells me that they're in trouble like emotionally it's kind of easier for me to text it out and to like write it out and tell them like how like try to help them through it than it is for me to like, and I think it is that fear of like, am I going to say the wrong thing? Cause I say the wrong thing all the time. Well, there's also that Virgo rising of you. I'm sure that also is like, do you want, I, I feel this sometimes where it's like, do you want me to give you a prescription for how to like fix this? Do you want me to come at this from a, uh, a critical point or do you just want me to give you a hug and say, Oh, that's awful that that happened because sometimes you come in, if you come in with that energy and you're mutable rising too, that I think especially Virgo wants to know where do I fit in? Like what, what does the situation call for me to be in this instance? And then that Libra moon too is like, well, I can kind of say what I need to, I can feel what I need to in this. I can go to like a really empathetic space or I can be the objective kind of person above this too. And it's hard to tell which one it is because you're you're letting the the outside dictate it because you're like if I just felt everything I would feel fucking everything so I have to make these kind of judgment discernment calls for myself which sometimes I think the can another cancer thing can be like you said unknowable and kind of cold and and guarded in that way and I think it is because it's like I just need to make sure that I'm I'm tending to this resource because not everybody needs me to like weep for their bad sandwich order that they got. But I can, I can cry about a sandwich because this sandwich <laughs> is my world. Like, but I can't cry about your sandwich. Cause that's crazy. <laughs> I, I struggle with that a little bit because I am Virgo rising and I want my appearance to be kind of perfect and I want to be organized and I want to have it together. But I also have this cancer son, which I think, I, you know, if I, if you say something hilarious, I might not laugh, like, but I'm like, I feel it inside. It's like the weirdest thing. I'm just like a cold, hard bitch, like (laughs) Nicole Kidman style on the outside. But I mean, Nicole Kidman is a great example. She's that, that, uh, right between, she's a cancer son though, right? I don't think so actually, but I was using her as an example because all of her characters, I feel like are cancers. She's Scorpio rising. I know that. I'm pretty positive. I think she is right on that cusp of cusp of magic. I know that's for sure, but I don't know if she's a cancer. I've can- visited this page two times already. <laughs> I know she's a Scorpio rising. Gemini, about- 29 degrees exactly. Uh, degrees. Okay. But she has that Scorpio rising mm-hmm. and, uh, you know. And a Sag, Ooh, this, and a Sag I'm, Moon. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with like equations like this. And I do think Gemini sun plus Scorpio rising does equal cancer energy. Whoa. Because they're in, 
they're in conjunct like that. And so it's like the, the mystery of the Scorpio watery, but then that like fickle Gemini-ness, I could totally see that as reading. I mean, I feel that so hard. I remember someone was like, what's your favorite color? And I was like the deepest blue. And I was watching this Nicole Kidman video where she's answering questions and they were like, what's your favorite color? And she was like the deepest blue. (laughs) And I was like, I feel like she's very cancer energy. Well, also too, you, I mean, this 12th house Leo Mars and Venus can't be ignored. Cause like those watery houses, those, those mystical houses, those houses that have like that veil, right? Like the the eighth house. What's her 11th house? Who? Nicole Kidman. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, hang uh, on, hang on here. Well, I have it open. Well, it would be eleventh uh, would be Virgo. Oh, okay. J- Jinx. Uh, but I think too, like when we have these personal planets in houses that are just more weird, right? Like it's safe to say, like the twelfth house is a weird house. It's gonna think about everything. Like, but what is it really, or what does this mean? Like, it's gonna float in that Piscean, like. What do I want? What do I want to be? What do I desire? And I think it's it's open too. like what you're saying, like with this cancer stuff of like, I might want tomatoes like this or I might like be anti tomatoes tomorrow. And I think having a Mars and Venus and Leo in this 12 can also recognize that change of like, I'm I was a tomato girl. OK, you got me. But now I moved on to green to greener pastures and I'm like. All about mangoes. I don't know. But I think that 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 house for these Mars and Venus that are conjunct together is just, it it speaks to all these other things, I think, too, when you're like, is this Cancer? Is this Libra? I'm like, I think there's a splash of this, too, that's going to, like, all work towards this um, ethereal kind of feeling. Not that it's like a droid or whatever, but it is going to be like, wow, this world is a lot. Um, Need a pause here. Uh, Don't mind me. This isn't a judgment on you. I just need to, like, soak this in because there's so much symbolism to all this like right like what is a tomato i wonder if the 12th house if you also value um being like i mean of course that virgo rising too but like being one step ahead of people and like not being of not missing things of like getting like you miss the you see the spelling errors, you remember the thing that someone else would have forgot. Like you have the stuff in your purse. That's like, Oh, do you have an emergency? I brought, I brought a sewing kit. I always keep a thing. Yeah. I think mine doesn't really manifest as like a, uh, like a physical thing. Like I never am prepared and I always have to borrow Stevie's water. Um, (laughs) But like, I think as far as being prepared in a situation where I know someone's going to ask me a question, like I always like to have, like I have notes for this and I don't even need notes. Like I never need notes, but I'm constantly like, I need it just prepared just in case. Well, mental preparedness versus maybe like the, well, and that makes sense for 12 too, because it's not really stuff. It is more like, thoughts right it's more that floating above creative stuff versus like maybe second house that would be like no i literally brought extra tomato <laughs> we're gonna get sponsored by I, tomatoes every day. <laughs> i have a question for you and you might not be able to answer it um <laughs> oh i will be okay. <laughs> i'll check my notes <laughs> well i mean it's just it's i'm just you know, something that you you might not recognize till later in life or whatever t- tomorrow or something but um Right now, you're experiencing a transit of of Mars and the moon over your north node, and all of that stuff is on your descendant. What is your private life like right now? Like, how do you feel 
Ooh. that you're fulfilling your soul or like, cause I, I, I just like to, when I see a transit like that, I like to see like a firsthand report. Mm. Well, I just bought myself a cappuccino machine not too long ago. And I think like waking up in every morning, like making a cappuccino, like and settling down into my like little cozy office that I've built for myself has like improved my inner life. I'm writing a lot, which is really doesn't always happen. <laughs> so I think those are the positive aspects. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of weird because no one really has like a social life right now. But I do know I'm trying to, like, keep up with friends. Um, I'm, like, going for those, like, little old Russian lady walks in the morning. (laughs) I think I have to be in nature. Like, tomorrow I'm going to go to the beach. Even though you, like, you can't really go to the beach, but you can, like, keep it moving on the beach. Like, as long as you're, like, walking and running. You're not supposed to be on the sand at all, actually. You're supposed to be in the water. Yeah, so you can go to the ocean, but you're not really supposed to be on the sand. Oh, I thought it was like a keep it moving well, rule you where you do, just have to like keep You could walking. do like volleyball. Like you could be active. No, no. Oh, you no can't volleyball. Even... Oh. No, no, no. No touching oh. ball hand. I don't no. know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's it, true. It, he, says it, he said in the wet area. Like if uh, you want to walk on the beach, you got to be like where the waves are hitting. You know what I mean? The wet area. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I'll like just jump in the ocean and then walk around. But I like, I've really been craving nature. Um, and I, I mean... Honestly, I wish that there wasn't like 2000 people a day dying and like all of these people going through this like tumultuous thing. But I think otherwise, like I'm living my like best life, like waking up and like being able to do whatever the hell I want, like whenever I want is like so nice. Um, So, I mean, I'm really digging this. I I, like kind of hope that I work from home forever. I drank a mimosa at like 3 p.m. And then I like fucked with some contracts and it was like my brain was just like firing on all cylinders. So like, I don't know. (laughs) I'm enjoying the quarantine. I know that's like super wrong to say, but. (laughs) No, I love it. I think that's a great answer. I think I always think North Node transits are interesting because it's about fulfilling your soul. And and especially when I see it towards a descendant where it's like this, you probably aren't like out talking about that all the time you know I guess actually I should talk about how lately I've really been into spirituality which is something that like I've never been into and I don't mean like like obviously with like witchy things I've always been into that but like I'm actually considering like converting to Catholicism or like some other like religious thing like that because I just like I don't know what it is and I know that there's a few things in my chart that are really about like needing that spirituality in my life, but I'm sort of like feeling God right now. Hell yeah. <laughs> you have Mars and yeah, Mars and Venus in your twelfth house and then also that that Jupiter um in Gemini is gonna be Jupiter is is religion and philosophical things like that, higher okay. ideals. So you're that's been transiting as well. So it it all makes sense. And that North Node in the sixth house is like daily kind of like not work, but the idea of infusing a regular practice makes sense to me. I have a lot of Virgo rising friends. And for whatever reason, we love mixing business and pleasure with each other. Like I'm constantly like with them working, if that makes any sense. But it's also weird that my boyfriend's Virgo rising, like a lot of my best and closest friends are Virgo rising. So we all hang out together. Or you, I think it's, you have the it's, same setup on life. Yeah, it's how you see the world. It's not so much necessarily how you come off, but it's also like what you believe the 
the function of, of social interactions and, and how you, how you present yourself like attracts, like, I think in that, in that way, the more you learn about it, the more I think you realize you are with people that see things similar to you. So it makes sense. Also, you guys want to hear something? Oh, go oh ahead. sorry. This is like, it's, it's, and it's not cueing this next segment. I just had to get it out because it's just so on brand for what we're talking about. But I only found two big three matches for you, and I know you know which one of them is, Kate, but we'll talk about it later when we get to the game, and there's no rush, and if we get there, whatever. But the other one is Joan Osborne, who does the song, What If God Was One Of Us, and that's your big, you have the same big three, and I wasn't, like, she wasn't going to be one of the choices, because I think it's a little too obscure for, you know, it's got to be someone of no, like, a little bigger, a little bigger, a little maybe people know, but that's just so, that's just so funny, like, this, like, this correlation because that song is that question is like so many of these questions. And I remember listening to that song when I was a kid and I was like, Oh duh, this is like a question that people have asked themselves already. Like, <laughs> Yo, why is that song? That song moved me. I fucking, <laughs> I was like obsessed with that song. And then I got the whole Jonah Osborne album and there's not a lot of singles. Let's say Jonah is a very talented musician, but I remember that song was like, everywhere dude that's whatever i gotta look up when that came out but that was like a it it was i remember listening to at the wave pool like floating being like good question joan what if god what if god was this wave pool what if god was one of us my mom 1995 loved that song singing her quivering voice too is like very like and it's very poetic (laughs) and it's like i love the part of the song that goes and yeah yeah god is good and it's just like yeah yeah, that's oh, a good yeah. karaoke, a good karaoke jam too. But that's yeah, just so yeah, yeah, yeah. What if, what if God friended me? <laughs> oh, no, that's good. The parody version. Oh no, yeah. Lisa, what were you gonna say? You were gonna say something. You want to hear what? something absolutely disgusting? It's yes. really gross. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I went on a walk this morning, and I I put this crystal in my bra, and I was like, oh, this is good. It's going to, like, help me connect with Kate later and, like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then right now it's, like, kind of itching. I'm like, oh, I'll pull it (laughs) out. And it's, like, kind of like a different color. I'm like, oh, my aura colored this crystal. No, it's from the self-tanner. Oh, <laughs> I got the sun. Help! I hand my crystals. What kind of crystal is it? Do you know the um, actual name? You know what? I don't know. Looks quartzy. It's not a quartz. I know. I know. I I know where I got it, and I could look right. at it. Aquamarine. I have a. Oh, let me look. Hard to tell from the. What table. color is it? It's kind of well. Now it's kind of yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I definitely say- got it in Ojai. I know that. And I don't know what it is. No, I don't know. I- I'll have to text you later. It's oh, we'll put it on the, maybe this. we'll put it on the stories above before and after. <laughs> well, before we play, um, not how to say quickly, but it doesn't have to be that quickly. But talk to us about Cinema Astrology, the new podcast that is. Yeah, I'm so excited we'll have for Cinema fear, Astrology. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm Cancer, so obviously I'm all about the mood. Like, if you put on, um, you know, I don't know, like a new wave movie right now, I probably wouldn't be digging it. Like, I'm more in like a, I don't know, I'm more in like a cerebral mood right now. I don't know how you guys feel mm. at this moment, but. 
I think you have to be in the mood to really watch something. Well, like you can force true. yourself to watch whatever, but like you have to really be in that mood to do it. So we're kind of taking a look at the astrological forecast ahead, looking at like aspects that might affect us or, you know, like what zodiac season are we in or what's going on with the moon like is a new moon like should we set intentions and then watch like i don't know yeah legally blonde this um well it's interesting you say cerebral kate because right as we're recording the moon's in aquarius and that makes sense that like we might want more stimulation than say like an aries moon that might just want more like action so yeah each week we're gonna look at three major transits and then just and prescribe three movies based on whatever it is so the episode that came out yesterday we chat um, Venus Retrograde as a whole and uh, recommend the movie Daisies, which is this Czech New Wave film that's really cool, and really loco. And like all it's so Venus Gemini. It's like annoying how Venus Gemini this movie is. There's two characters named Marie <laughs> one and Marie two. And their whole life is just to play pranks on men to get free food. Like they are Ooh. just like really great. Um, and then we also talk about some squaring aspects to Neptune that's going on and with communication and recommend being John Malkovich and about trying on kind of new new ways to communicate new who we are. And then the yeah. new moon, um, each week we're going to take a look. Cherry Picks is a platform for female film reviewers and non-binary critics. So each week we're going to include one of their staff choices. So this week it was Seberg, which is about Gene Seberg, who is this actor activist who was basically killed by the fbi uh, allegedly but definitely and so i think the new moon in gemini too with this trining of saturn was really just about making these new steps but in a ways that's really constructive with saturn's help so we're just taking a look at three big transits you don't have to know if you know your chart and want to listen along great but it's not required it's just going to be the general transits of the world of the week and three movies have you seen the uh, Joan and Jane that are listened to the You Must Remember This? Yes. No. Oh. That's like so good. Yeah. Is that in the new season? Reflect. No, it's an older no, one. No, it's an old one. It kind of reflects um, the... Jane Fonda and Jean Seberg yeah. kind of side by side and, and the way that they had similar trajectories and then kind of where they split and how they were both reflections of the time. The media. In, and, yeah. yeah. It's Dang. It's great. Dude, Seberg um, was nuts. So, like, I mean, like, the story is just, like, unbelievable. Like, re- like how, I mean, the FBI is bad. <laughs> oh, my God, they're listening. Yeah. Uh, so, that's <laughs> going to be. The was Hidden Night, by the way. What? Oh. Hidden Night. Hidden Night. Hidden Night. Oh, I like that. Uh, but it'll be, every, it'll be every Sunday. It's going to be a short pod, too. It's, like, we're aiming for 20 and under. So, it's a good, quick movie prescription of, like, I know our cues are huge right now with quarantine, so it's maybe a good way to, like, narrow down what direction to go if you're like, fuck, like, I have all these things I want to watch, but what am I in I the need, mood for? I need this it's, podcast. It's I'm in chance. need. It's the chance element. So here's someone to make decisions for you yeah. and give you recommendations because there's too, we're taking in too much information. So, it's so true. for it's, your movie choice. For your movie choices, allow these ladies to to choose for you. Also, our pod is a Taurus Sun, Pisces Moon, Aries Rising. Um, cute. Which is very, it's very cute. It's very, like, I, like, love that combo. Also, I'm going to shout out Shaitirian, which is me and Kate's uh, yes. cult classic pod, which I think, I mean, I am can- I have cancer placements myself, so I think that works for our nostalgia core that is Shaitirian with mm-hmm. all these strange, like, you'd recognize the cover but don't really know what it is. So um, I'm just happy I can combine all these interests into this new thing with Cherry Picks and, like, fuck, I mean, keep it 
We'll keep it cranking and core. Keep baby. it rolling. Keep it cranking. It's gonna be and awesome. And, yeah. I can't wait. Cannot wait. So excited. This is what we talk Let's, about on our Russian lady walks yeah. now. Of like, all right, what transit's going on? Like, what's in the and it's fun to talk it out too, because like one of the like Mercury is gonna move into cancer and we're just sitting there going, What movies are soft? What movies talk to me in a soft way? Like it's just fun in that terms of like thinking in a totally different way. I think, too, I mean, so many of the themes with astrology we see represented in film and and Mm -hmm. through different ways, you know, I mean, you could get to a point where it's like you could do cancer documentaries and Aquarius documentaries are very different, you know. Totally. So if there's a transit happening, I don't know. I'm I'm not pitching anything. No, pitch, pitch. There's so many, like, different aspects of film and that we see represented. Obviously, art reflects life and as above, so below and all that. So I think there's like limitless. Well, and um, also, I cool. I, sorry, I just want to put this out there for cherry picks. They're always accepting pitches from uh, female and non-binary writers. So if anyone ever has like a really cool idea for an article, they pay writers. So please like, you know, go to the www.thecherrypicks.com. And like, if you want to submit any interesting thoughts you have on, so say, I'm, I'm saying save this idea, Lisa. Uh, no, <laughs> so like, if you really, I was just saying like, if, there's so much to it that is cyclical. It makes sense. No, I love, I love it. it too. Cause it also is like, we like things for different reasons. And I think that sometimes, um, you know, speaking about, you have to be in a certain mood to watch a movie. I think sometimes it's hard to watch like a older classic movie when you really want something to be fun because you're going in for a fun movie as right. opposed to like, I'm going to be educated. And I think when you um, kind of have a a premise for why you're watching something, it also makes you a more observant and open viewer because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I'm, I'm going to let myself really feel emotional in a way I might be more judgmental about mm-hmm. if I were just watching, if this movie was just recommended to me by somebody, we bring all of these preconceptions about what we're watching or why someone recommended it or what they want. Like there's so much judgment of like, why did someone think I would like this movie? All of these kinds of things. It like gives you an outside context as to why you're watching something. I think when we get recommended, just recommended willy nilly about something, we don't really understand why someone wants us to watch it. Like what, and the reason people watch movies is different from person to person. Totally. So I think giving people kind of a framework for why you might be interested in this lets people watch it in a way that really lets them just be taken by the story and absorbed in the material as opposed to thinking like, oh, I don't like, that's why I don't like recommending things to people because it's like, wh- like, well, what? What are you looking for? If you're mm-hmm. looking for this, it's a different kind of feeling. I can't just recommend a movie. I don't know what state you're in. Right. All of these things, and I think that telling people like why they should watch this will make potentially might help people appreciate your recommendations more because it's yeah. Like the reason why I go to the movies with people is because I if I got to pick all the time, uh, it wouldn't be great. Like <laughs> I would probably get sick of those movies, uh-huh. you know. Well, it's nice when someone invites you and you're like, oh, I never would have watched this, but it's cool because this person liked it and that made me like it or dislike it or whatever. Yeah, There seems to be like a collective consciousness with movies too. Like I I feel like last month, everybody watched Virgin Suicides. Like I just feel like there's like a a thing and I think it's like astrologically related. I mean, Taurus Taurus season, Sofia Coppola is a Taurus Chris, Kirsten. Kirsten Dunst is a Taurus. It's a very Taurine movie. Um, but, too, 
And I think for me, and especially with like, if you know, you know, if you're following along and know your, your chart and all of that for me, like, and with my cancer qualities, like I will, if I'm like depressed, I will. And I put on a depressing movie. I'm just going to get umpteenthly depressed. Sometimes I really need to balance out whatever that is. And I think me and Kate have a mantra for the podcast, which we say at the end of, which we'll be saying at the end of every episode, but just, watch whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Watch whatever the hell feels good. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's like, it's the same with astrology. Like you can go take, it's again, like some things are going to connect and some things don't connect until later in life. It's like, even what talking about with this cancer stuff, like some things are going to feel good and right in the moment and some things aren't. And um that's okay that's totally cool you can maybe one of those movies clicks for you maybe all three i recommended watching two of them in a double feature because i think they'd actually go really well together and the one is a total seaberg's a totally different vibe so um no but that i love everything that you guys are saying too of like movies don't usually go get allowed to say with like moods right and movies are so much moods like it's exactly a mood it's exactly a mood i think also if you're listening like go rate the podcast five stars on itunes come subscribe yeah i mean we don't get a chance to like promote our friends stuff and like our stuff as much because we're always trying to uplift other people but let's do it like go go to your itunes whatever you're listening to i we never do this i don't know look listen you always see go to whatever podcast platform you however use, you like, listen in tell right a friend tell a friend check it out tell a friend we're a new bit pod it's there's more episodes to come but look if you bump this thing then i can hire julie and lisa's writers on this so please just fuck it like <laughs> yeah consultants <laughs> please I, do that. I mean it would really help um so you know i'm i'm busting apps for it and and also just check out Cherry Picks. Um, I think a big reason me and Kate even started Shite Cheering was like a lot of the movies we loved had shitty reviews and it made like Spice World. Like Spice World. Like oh, all Spice these World's great. All these I know. Well, all these male reviewers say like this is just this fluffy this even um, you know, I know R.I.P. but Roger Ebert's review of Now and Then, which is a classic coming of age movie, it's basically stand by me, but for women ladies and he was like what a trite film about nothing and it was like you just don't get yeah because you don't watch some of those old ones though even like isn't there one of him doing billy madison or something where he's like this is not funny this will never take off blah 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 okay highly highly recommend watching the old siskel and eberts on youtube because watching them talk about like the mask is hilarious like it's just (laughs) like it is so entertaining they're all short youtube clips too and they always fight which is really fun as well um but i think cherry picks is great because you can see I like they I think I think the founders had something in some article about how, you know, male reviewed movies will look at bad moms. Right. And go, what a great movie. All these women. But we all know, like, hey, I'm a woman and it's OK to say that this was a bad movie. Bad like, it's, movie. it's OK to say <laughs> yeah. that this wasn't that great. You don't have to, like, tiptoe around because it's a female cast or because it's directed by a woman. Like, we can actually say what we think about these movies. And it gives you a score if it's on the website if it's like directed by a uh, written directed or written by a female writer or director if it features you know the Bechdel test and all of that so it's just cool that's cool yeah uh, oh yeah support female filmmakers female film critics and write for cherry female. picks so if you have a good idea uh, that's related to like film and women like do it email them yeah like, just I'm gonna go email them about my idea that 
I'm, I'm not gonna say it. You should do <laughs> it. Uh, I, I, me and a lot of my friends have never watched The Godfather, and we get a lot of men saying like, "Ugh, never." Ugh. And it's like now we kind of like it's a contest of like how long can I go without fucking seeing this movie? That, that's that's kind of like me and Star Wars. I've never seen Star Wars. Um, everyone there's thinks a, that's crazy, but yeah, there's a lot. Any Kevin Smith movie, I'm just like, no. The oh, more you say, don't bring you up Kevin Smith it. to Kate. Don't bring up Kevin the more Smith. You to Kate. We have bad blood. She's had to she, watch it. I'm never gonna watch it. It's just like her I and, just don't want to watch her it. Her and Kevin Smith are actually personal enemies. Well, <laughs> I can't talk about it. We'll talk about it off pod, but it's actually <laughs> it's actually true. Really um, no, I think well, that's thinking it. of enemies. <laughs> well, that'd be an interesting series too of just like finally, even if you say finally watched it, right? Like finally yeah, watching yeah. these fucking movies, yeah. men have shoved down my throats. The series. Okay, uh, we're cutting that up. But shall we? <laughs> shall yes, we game? Speaking of enemies, let's play. Mary fuck kill. Uh, also, I had to put this out there. I'm sure you know this, Kate, but Jimmy Fallon is a Virgo sun, Scorpio moon, Pisces rising. Just to just to give you some insight into your time. You love that Virgo wow. energy. You're just, you're drawn I to know, it. I know, I really do. I like Virgo suns a lot because I feel like they're always the ones that, like, get shit done. <laughs> I mean, sure. Tr- truth. Sure. Um, so this is Mary Fuck Kill. And we're going to do two rounds, each with your pl- big three placements. So first up for our Cancer Sun Libra Moons, we have Ariana Grande, D- Dan Aykroyd, and Miss and Missy Elliott. <gasps> wow. Okay. Um, I think that I would marry Ariana Grande. Okay. What's I would... what, What's the wifey material for her? Well, I feel like she would write songs about me and I feel like she would buy me jewelry and it would be just very sensual and very loving. Like, I feel like she would buy me a big boat, um, which is what you call a yacht when you're rich and like (laughs) maybe my own apartment. Like, I feel like she would give me my freedom to do what I wanted, but like, I don't know. And I also would like, she would bring me on stage to dance with her. I don't know. Um, But then I would cheat on her. Probably this is like, disgusting but with like dan Aykroyd, <laughs> that's my fuck um and i just think he has this like super male i don't know he's very like i can't even explain it he's just like a man who's like older and like <laughs> i feel like he's actually like a little bit insane too so he's probably like the best delay ever um but that means i'd have to kill missy elliott mm, yeah I mean, I mean if it was now maybe because I love her old music, but if it was like her at like a young age, I don't know. Maybe my answer would be different because I feel like the world needed her music so much. So it's true. Well, I'm definitely fucking Dan Aykroyd. I knew it the second you said it. (laughs) So then I just have to choose who I want to kill. And it's definitely Ariana Grande. So done. Damn. Yeah. And so you're marrying Missy? Marrying Missy. Hell yeah. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, mean, yeah. This is a good three, I will say. Like, it's not like there's no obvious yeah. booger afoot, right? Like, it's pretty solid here. I, oh God, I'm definitely marrying Missy. I knew that immediately. And I can't decide who I want to fuck. It's hard. Because, I mean, I my instinct was to, you know, play the Lisa rule, which is you have to kill the only man. 
Um, and I don't. <laughs> I do not want to fuck Ariana Grande. I, that's what I mean. I don't really either. But I guess I guess I you know baby. what I do. I do want to <laughs> fuck her only because I feel like she she sings so much about how much she like loves sex, and I'm like I don't believe you. So I want to be I want to be able to know without a doubt. Like I want to have my beliefs confirmed that like she would be kind of boring to fuck. I mean, there would be a lot of self-tanner everywhere. Lisa. I'm involved. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you guys would be, like, a different, like, shade after you're done fucking. Ooh. Um, I mean, there's a lot of Ariana Grande takes I can take on that statement, but I'll let the the, the trolls go Yeah, that's the problematic Ariana Grande stuff. Uh, Wait, did you answer? Yes. Okay. I guess. I'm fucking Ariana. I'm killing Dan Aykroyd. I'm marrying. I am marrying Missy Elliott. Okay. Okay. This is. Okay. I really. I really enjoy everyone for different reasons. Again, cancers. They're they're all over the place. Uh, which I love for them. I think. I think for the same reasons Kate said, I'm gonna marry Ariana. I think I'm just gonna have like a really set up life with her, and she let Pete do like literally whatever. So not that I'm going to like abuse her, but I just want to be able, she will like appreciate the freedom. I think cancers aren't as clingy as people prescribe, but on that same note, that's why I'm going to fuck Miss Yellett. Cause I know she'll, I know if we fuck, it's not oh, just a fuck. Like we're going to, she's going to keep me down. around. She's keeping Miss me gonna around. She's going to reverse yeah. it. Missy yeah. Gonna... Missy fucks. Yeah. <laughs> and also again, like the cancer, not clingy, but clingy. I, she's gonna keep me in her friend circle for life. Like cancers aren't gonna just like I'm not gonna be gone. Like we're not gonna fuck once. We're she's gonna put me on list and be like, hey, I'm actually in town. Do you want to be at this restaurant? I think we'll it it will be a a fuck buddy relationship with Missy. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna kill Dan. I just never I've been hurt with by many Dans and also I mean young Dan Aykroyd for sure. And but vodka Dan Aykroyd maybe not as much for me. I'm the opposite on that old scale i want the young acroid rather than the old acroid i want oh, that yeah, young acroid. Want old fat acroid. alcoholic give him to no. me <laughs> <laughs> i know i feel the same way um some other right. cancer sun libra moons are jd witherspoon rest in peace from friday jj abrams Derek jeter george w bush sylvester stallone michelle rodriguez Kristen bell and lisa lampanelli um, so then, what about Gary Busey? Well, that's what. But spoiler alert: he's your big three sharer, but he's not going to be in any rounds. I'm sorry. He's but Gary Busey is Kate's big three, which I think is, if if you know Kate, this is very fitting as a as a person and a character. So funny. I'm always I like wandering around drunk on the beach, like lost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm like famous, and I don't know why. <laughs> uh, um. So now we're gonna do some Cancer Sun Virgo risings and. Here we go. Kathy Bates, Ooh, okay. Ke- Kevin Hart, and okay. Tom Hanks. This is a pretty A-list. Oh. Uh, there's a uh, lot of A-list in this I round, by the way. I don't know who is Kathy Bates. Yes, uh, you do. You'll know once you see you'll know, You'll know her. <laughs> Miss, the unsinkable Miss Mala Brown. And Ooh. also the last person? Tom Hanks. Tom oh, Hanks. Oh, yeah. Corona, Corona King. God, okay. Well... I don't know. I think this is pretty easy. This one is so easy. Okay, then go, because I'm really... <laughs> okay, I'm okay. So, kill Kathy Bates. What? Okay, I not, what I was, so... not what I was expecting. When you said <laughs> yeah. this is oh, so easy. I, yeah, I'm like, wow. Actually, um, no, no, okay, no, keep, 
No, Kate, no, keep, keep going. going. Keep going. I, I already heart. fucked up. I like want to take it back. See, I'm moody. Follow your heart. Um, no, no, I'm I'm gonna have to kill Kevin Hart because I just remember. Didn't he say like all that homophobic stuff or whatever? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, probably. Um, he also did some like commercial recently where he would like didn't say anything, and I think it was part of retribution for saying something. Like it felt like a. Uh, I'm doing this commercial for like AT&T as a favor because I said something home. I forgot. I forgot about all that stuff. Yeah. He's also just like, I don't think his standup is very funny. So I'm just going to kill him. And then I would marry Tom Hanks and adopt his weird sons. Um, (laughs) And then I would fuck Kathy Bates. I mean, she was crazy in misery. Like, I feel like she would tie me up and like break my legs and shit. So I'm into it. (laughs) Hell yeah. Wow, I've never seen any of Kathy Bates' movies except for Titanic. Well, Misery and her middle name Misery. Her middle name is Doyle, so that's making me want to gag. (laughs) Um, I do like Kevin Hart's old stand-up, but I do think he also cheated on his wife, and mm, you know, so I'm having a tough time. Um, I'm definitely marrying Tom Hanks. I don't know who's choosing any of the others, but hey, do you? <laughs> um, and then I guess, like, I guess I'm going to fuck someone whose middle name is Doyle, which is, like, really, really disappointing. Oh, <laughs> Kathy Bates fucks, though. I can tell. No, she definitely I don't know. fucks. I don't know. Doyle? I don't know. Yeah. you. Got, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I think I'm doing the same thing now that is we're here. Is Kathy Bates a lesbian? Mm, sound no, off. No, she has a husband. I, well, I don't know. Tony could be a. Let me. She's no, yeah, played she, like a lesbian. She character. has a husband named Tony Campisi, who's also an actor. Tony Campisi. Uh, that sounds cool. All right, yeah, I'm gonna fuck Kathy Bates. I'm gonna marry Tom Hanks. Although part of me, and maybe this is just like my Pluto energy popping out, part of me wanted to kill Tom Hanks at one point. Like, <laughs> I know, not How because I wanted you? to, but I was like, do I have like? Do I have I it in know. me? <laughs> I don't know. I have. I mean, there's something that's like, do we do we kill the thing that everyone loves? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Also, also Kathy Bates. She's divorced, so please don't hit me with that information. Right. <laughs> But yeah, I'm gonna. I'm yeah. Sorry, Kevin. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, right. I think I think I'm gonna go. This is like a pretty same, and it is like a. It's like algebraic, right? Like, all right. Kevin's not not an ugly guy. He's Mm-mm. a good looking man, not by any means. But also, no, just, I'm, not at all. I'm I'm saying from like a personality click. I just don't think we're gonna have that. It's just we seem to be on different wavelengths, and so I'm gonna have to kill him. I'm sorry, Kevin, and. I mean, I I think there's this other thing of like I don't want to be basic and like I'll marry Tom Hanks, but he does seem like a really nice guy and like just like I mean, ha- he's been buried to his wife forever. Yeah, it's loyal, a loyal man. It just and he's I mean that young Tom he's Hanks, a great actor. He's hot. Look, he's got it's a, vibe. a loyal man versus a Doyle woman. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm gonna marry the Hanks. And I'm fucking Kathy. She's great. Kathy's iconic. She's an amazing actor. Also, her big old titties in About Schmidt, if you remember her getting into the hot tub and those big titties float up to the top. Love it. Love every minute of it. Kathy's an icon. Um, so, yeah. And some other Cancer Sun Virgo Risings are Fred Savage, Wonder Years, Will Ferrell, Forrest Whitaker, and Alex Trebek. Which There's I feel also like- Ernest Hemingway, who who I feel like is Ooh. very... Cancer, Sun, yeah. Virgo rising. 
yeah, man cancer man. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's funny because all these cancers on Virgarizing, I feel like, are on point of like this sensitivity, but with like structure. And then these cancers, I feel like cancer sons and Libra moons are just so wild and random and out there. And I think, in a way, cancers and Libras do want to not be boxed in, right? Like they want that freedom to explore and taste and play. And I just think it's just looking at this as I'm like, oh, yeah. This makes sense. So don't it think you know sense. every Cancer nor Libra because they are there to like fuck your shit so up. So I'm and like be a mix of Kathy Bates and Dan Aykroyd is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> and that equals Gary Busey. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it well, does equal. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming this on. Is so much um, fun. Of course, everybody tune into Cherry Picks Presents Cinema Astrology. Yeah, come through, baby. Tune into Shiterian Collection. Uh, do you have anything else you wanna you wanna plug? No. <laughs> thanks for being our friend yeah i can't wait to hang out in real life I again know. We'll we're gonna be... get we're gonna be so drunk on the beach it's scary yeah. we'll all be gary Busey, lost and drunk on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i should have a post birthday gary Busey party when the quarantine is lifted yeah we're gonna yeah. all dress up like gary Busey. i'm curious what I that means but that. let's do <laughs> we'll find out yeah we'll find out Thank you so much. Um, we love you and we love you guys for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at whatsyoursignpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. What's your sign, baby? What's your sign?